Welcome to Zikru Daf Siman Memory of Ram Goldar, and today we're in Sechus Megillah Daf Test, the first Perak Megillah Nikres. The Zikru Sechus Megillah program has been generously sponsored by the Queen's Zikru Chaburah. So the three Daf's we're going to focus on number one. The Mishnah Daf Ches Amabase brought him a focus whether Tanakh can be written in any language besides Vilashan and Kodesh or only in Greek. The Gemara here brings a Bryce that teaches that when Ram Shimon Gamliel permitted using Greek, they only permitted it for a Sefer Torah and because of the incident with the Greek king Talmai, as it was taught in a Brisa. There was an incident with King Talmai when he assembled 72 Jewish elders and placed them in 72 separate rooms and he didn't tell them what his intent was. He then went to visit each one and said to them separately, write for me a Greek translation of the Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu. Baruch put wisdom in the heart of each one, and they all came to the same understanding and changed the translations in certain psukim. They were all concerned that if the Torah was translated literally, it might lead to certain misconceptions. The Gemara identifies the changes they made in various psukim. Pointing to Rabbi Yochanan said, What is Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel's reason for permitting the Torah to be written in Greek and not in any other language? But the Pasuk states, May Hashem expand Yefes and he will dwell in the tents of shame. This means, The words of Yefes, referring to his language, shall be in the tents of shame. The Gemara asks, why not interpret it to mean that the Pusik is referring to Gomer and Magog, who are also descendants of Yefes, and not Yavan, the Greeks. Ravichi Bar Abra answered that the reason is that it's written in the Pusik, Yaft el Yefes. May Hashem beautify Yefes, which can be interpreted to mean, The beauty of Yefes should be in the tents of shame. This refers to Greek, which is considered the most beautiful languages from Yefes' descendants. And pointing with you, the next Mishnah states, There is no difference between the Kongado anointed with the anointing oil and a Kongado invested through the wearing of additional Bagadim, except the bowl that comes for all the mitzvahs. Rashi explains that a Kongado that was anointed, who then airs him sak in a halacha, where the punishment is caused when done to Mezid, and then acts in accordance with his wrong psak, he must bring a bull as a chattas. The Gemara infers from here, When it comes to a bull brought in Yom Kippur, which the Kongado brings as a chattas on behalf of himself, his family, and Kohanim, as well as the attempt of an ephah, which the Kongado brings every day as a mincha chavitin, both the anointed Kongado and the Kongado invested by the additional Bagadim are identical in that these offerings apply to both. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah and Daf Ches Amabes brought is whether Tanakh can be written in any language besides Rosh Hashanah Kodesh or only in Greek. The more here brings up Bryce that teaches that when Rameshim Gamaliel permitted using Greek, they only permitted it for a Sefer Torah because of the incident with the Greek king Talmai, as it was taught in Abraisa. There was an incident with King Talmai when he assembled 72 Jewish elders and placed them in 72 separate rooms, and he didn't tell them what his intent was. He then went to visit each one and said to them separately, Write for me a Greek translation of the Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu. put wisdom in the heart of each one, and they all came to the same understanding and changed the translations in certain psukim. They were all concerned that if the Torah was translated literally, it might lead to certain misconceptions. The Gemara identifies the changes they made in various psukim. Pointing to Rabbi Yochanan said, what is Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel's reason for permitting the Torah to be written in Greek and not in any other language? But the Pasuk states, May Hashem expand Yafes and he will dwell in the tents of shame. This means 
The word of Yefes, referring to his language, shall be in the tense of shame. The Gemara asks, why not interpret to mean that the Pasuk is referring to Gomer and Magog, who were also descendants of Yefes and not Yavan? Vikri Bar Abba answered that the reason is that it's written the Pasuk, Yafti al Kima Yefes, may Hashem beautify Yefes, which can be interpreted to mean, Yafyuso shall Yefes Hashem, the beauty of Yefes, should be in the tense of shame. This refers to Greek, which is considered the most beautiful of languages from Yefes' descendants. And pointing with you, the next Mishnah states, There's no difference between the Kongado anointed with the anointing oil and the Kongado invested through the wearing of additional begotten, except the bull that comes for all the mitzvahs. Rush explains that a kongado that was anointed, who then errs in a psak in halakha, where the punishment is karas, when done b'mezid, and then acts in accordance with his wrong psak, he must bring a bull as a chatas. The Gemara infers from here, halgandim par yom kippurim, basir sa'efa, zebezeshavim. When it comes to a bull brought in Yom Kippur, which the Kongado brings as a chattas on behalf of himself, his family in Kohanim, as well as the tenth of an ephah, which the Kongado brings every day as the Mincha Chavitin, both the anointed Kongado and the Kongado invested by the additional Bagadim are identical in that these offerings apply to both. Alright, so now we go to our Simradav test, and our standard simon is a teapot, because teapot begins with a t sound, and also because a test sort of looks like a teapot. So here goes. This 72 cups of tea served to 72 rabbis in separate rooms were filled from a huge teapot in a tent with beautiful Greek writing on it by a high priest with anointing oil on his head who knew if he made and followed one wrong sock, he would have to offer up his prized bowl. Once again, it's a motion. This 72 cups of tea, tea, that must be wound up, test, teapot. The 72 cups of tea served to 72 rabbis in separate rooms, which reminds it was only permitted to write a safer Torah in Greek because of the incident with Talmud HaMelech when he put the 72 Zikanim in 72 separate rooms to translate the Torah into Greek. So the 72 cups of tea served to 72 rabbis in separate rooms were filled from a huge teapot in a tent with beautiful Greek writing on it, which reminds us that Rabbi Yochanan said that Meshim and Gamaliel's reason for permitting the Torah to be written in Greek and not in any other language is based on the Pasad that states, Yaftel Kimo Yefes V'yishkom Ba'ohol Hashem. May Hashem expand Yefes and he will dwell in the tents of shame. This means, the Brav shall Yefes Yuba Hashem. The words of Yefes, referring to his language, shall be in the tents of shame. So, the 72 cups of tea served to 72 rabbis in separate rooms were filled from a huge teapot in a tent with beautiful Greek writing on it. By a high priest with anointing oil on his head, who knew if he made and followed one wrong psaac, he'd have to offer up his prized bull. Which reminds the next mission states there's no difference between the Kongado anointed with the Shem and Amishcha and the Kongado invested through the wearing of additional begotten, except the bull that comes for all the mitzvahs. Actually explains that a Kongado that was anointed, who then errs him in halacha, where the punishment is karas when done and then acts in accordance with his wrong psaac, he must bring a bull as a chattas. And the more infers from here, when it comes to the par yomikipurim in the series Eifa, both the anointed kongado and the kongado invested by the additional begadim are identical in that these offerings apply to both. So once again, the 72 cups of tea served to 72 rabbis in separate rooms were filled from a huge teapot in a tent with beautiful Greek writing on it by a high priest with an anointing oil on his head who knew if he made and followed one wrong psaac, he'd have to offer up his prized bull. All right, now it's time for a four blah blah chazara. Daf hey, so the simmer daf hey is hey. So here goes. The low haystacks, haystacks, that must be more on daf hey. The low haystacks that had not been used to sit on since the Shabbos Tishabab was pushed to a Sunday, which reminds us that while the Megill reading cannot be pushed later after the date's given for its reading, the Zman Atsekohanim, Tishabab, Chagig, and Hakel are delayed later and not brought earlier. Tishabab because we don't push earlier the commemoration of a tragedy, and the others because the time of their Chiyub has not yet happened. 
So the low haystacks that had not been used to sit on, since the Shabbos Tishabov was pushed to a Sunday, were being used by a group of Jews while they planted shoots and did Malacha on Purim. Which reminds us, Rebbe planted a shoot on Purim because the Jews never accepted the Yantav aspect of Purim to forbid doing Malacha. So the low haystacks that had not been used to sit on, since the Shabbos Tishabov was pushed to a Sunday, were being used by a group of Jews while they planted shoots and did Malacha on Purim in the city of Tiberia, where one side of the walled city was bordered by the water of the Canera, which reminds us that Hizkiah read the Megillah in Tiberia on the 14th and the 15th, because he had a suffix of one side of the walled city of Tiberia, which was open to the water, was considered a wall regarding Purim. Is the purpose of the wall to not expose the city, in which case Tiberia was exposed and therefore considered an unwalled city, or is it to protect the city, in which case the water does act as a barrier and Tiberia is considered walled? Davvav, so the symbol of Davvav is a sword. So here goes. The warriors from the fortified cities of Kineris and Rakas that went out with swords, swords, that must be more than Vav. The warriors from the fortified cities of Kineris and Rakas that went out with swords with handles shaped by sweet fruit and pomegranates, which reminds us that the Gemara identifies the various fortress cities listed in Savior Yeshua and explains the names given. Kineris is Guinness, and why was it called Kineris? Because its fruit are as sweet as the sound of a kinor, a harp. And Tiberia was called Rakas, according to one opinion, Shafil Rekan Mrs. Karima, because even the empty ones who live there are as full of mitzvahs like a pomegranate is full of seeds. So, the warriors from the fortified cities of Kineris and Rakas that went out with swords with handles shaped like sweet fruit and pomegranates defeated the many chiefs of Edom, which reminds us, Yaakov Yuna said before Gushbarchu, Rebunishalom, do not give Esav Arash his heart's desires and do not remove his ring, which refers to Gramami of Edom, for if they were to go out, they would destroy the entire world. There are 300 crown princes in Gramami of Edom and there are 365 chiefs in Rome. So the warriors from the fortified cities of Kineris and Rakas that went out with swords with handles shaped like sweet fruit and pomegranates defeated the many chiefs of Edom and marched home chanting the Yigati Masasi victory song, which reminds us, if someone says Yigati Masasi Tamin, I put effort in and I did succeed, believe him. This applies to Limit Torah of Abamas Matan Siyata Humin Shemaya. When it comes to business, one success is dependent on Siyata Shemaya, and even with regard to Limit Torah, this was not said, except in regard to sharpening one's understanding. But in regard to remembering one's learning, that is dependent on Siyata Shemaya. Dav Zayn. So the symbol Dav Zayn is a gun because Clay Zayn is a weapon. So we use a gun. So here goes. The armed guards with machine guns. Guns? That must be one Dav Zayn. Clay Zayn. The armed guards with machine guns protecting the general who is writing his fourth book about his famous battle. Which reminds us that Esther sent to the Chamim, Kibuni Odors or Kisbuni Odors. Write me, referring to the story of Purim for generations. And that they were reluctant to do so because the Pusik refers to the Battle of Amalek being written only three times. Until they learned the Pusik, Write this as a memorial in a safer in which they darsh an allusion to the Battle of Amalek being written a fourth time. So the armed guards with machine guns who protecting the general who was writing his fourth book about his famous battle didn't know he could read their minds that they were plotting against him. Which reminds us that the Tanaim held Esther Baruch HaKodesh Namra. Megillus Esther was written with Ruch HaKodesh since there are things written that no one could have known about such as Mordecai knowing about Big Son and Serish's plot to assassinate Achishverosh. Shmuel said that if he had been present when the Tanaim presented their pesukim, he would have bested them all, and said that it says in the Pasuk, Kimu v'kibu, they establish and accept, which means, Kimu l'mala mashikibu l'mata. They confirmed above in the basin Shomala what the Jews accepted down below, referring to the reading of the Megillah. The Gemara continues by showing that each of the Tanaim sources are not conclusive. So, the armed guards with machine guns protecting the general, who was writing his fourth book about his famous battle, didn't know he could read their minds when they were plotting against him, and that he could become quite dangerous when he got drunk. Which reminds us, Rav said, One is high to get drunk with wine on Purim, 
Until he doesn't know the difference between cursed as Haman and blessed as Mordechai. And the Gemara brings the mice of Rabba, Shech, and Rabbi Zerah at a Suda when they both became drunk. Davches, so the similar Davches is Chala. So here goes. The baker, baker, Chala, that must be more on Davches. The baker closed his shop to shoulder his responsibility to bring up a replacement for his nadir, which reminds us that the Mishnah stated that there's no difference between Nadarim and Nadavos except in the case of Nadarim, one is responsible for them, meaning that in the event that the animal is set aside as a carbon dies or becomes lost, the person is liable to bring another one in its place. And in the case of Nadavos, one is not responsible for them. This is going from the word alav in the Pasuk. Rabbi Yitzhak Bravdimi said, since he said alai upon me, it says to be said, the burden of responsibility is on his shoulders. So, the baker closed his shop to shoulder his responsibility to bring up a replacement for his nether, as well as a pair of birds were becoming a zub with three emissions, which reminds us of the third mission states, There's no difference between a zub who sees two missions and a zub who sees three missions, except for the chiv to bring a carbon. A zub who has shalosh rios must bring a pair of bird offerings after counting seven clean days. The Pasuk mentions two emissions and calls a person Tame, and it mentions three emissions and calls a person Tame. So if he's already Tame after two emissions, why is it necessary to call him Tame after three emissions? The Gemara answers, Stein with Tuma, Vishal, Shakarban. This teaches that the two emissions make him Tame, whereas the three emissions make him Chayib in a carbon. So the baker closed his shop to shoulder his responsibility to bring up a replacement for his nadir, as well as a pair of birds for becoming a Zub with three emissions. Didn't forget to send a getwell chala to his Matsura Mukhat friend with long hair and torn garments, which reminds us that the fourth mission teaches that the only difference between a Matsura Muskar, a confined Matsura, and a Matsura Mukhat, a confirmed Matsura, is Priya Ufrima, letting his hair grow and rending his garments. Rabbi says that the source of the distinction that a Matsura Muskar is pater from both is derived from the Pasuk that states, but Sarua Asher Bohanega, and the Sarua that is in him the affliction, his garment shall be torn and the hair of his head shall be uncut. This implies Misha Sarasa Tuiba that only the one whose Saras is in his body and therefore requires healing is required to tear his clothing and grow his hair long. Alright, that concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zikh wishing a great day and great learning.